Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Got some breaking news now. Massive blow for defending WSL champions and current league leaders Chelsea. Sam Kerr has sustained an ACL anterior cruciate ligament injury during Chelsea's warm weather training camp in Morocco, meaning there's a good chance you'll miss the remainder of the season. It includes WSL, FA Cup upcoming and the Champions League for Chelsea. The club say the striker will be assessed by a specialist in the coming days and then begin her rehabilitation with the club's medical team. Oh, it's just a crap way to start the week, let's be honest. That is not what you want to wake up to on a Monday morning. What does it all mean for Sam? What does it all mean for the Matildas, given it is a massive year in 2024? It's an Olympic year, and uh, we are all so invested uh, in the Matildas, and it looks like for the majority of 2024, if not all of 2024, uh, we won't see Sam Kerr on the field. So thanks to MEGT, get a tradeswoman on your team with MEGT. We need to speak to Alicia Carnavis. It was a big part of our World Cup coverage last year here on SEN. Uh, Happy New Year, Alicia. I wish we were talking under better circumstances. Oh, likewise. And Happy New Year's to you as well. It's one of those days. I think it's Monday morning. Most people across the country are back to work. And if you're a sporting fan, particularly a football fan, this is not the news we wanted to wake up to, that's for sure. What was your initial reaction when you heard it this morning? Uh, Look, funnily enough, I had a little wake up at 3am and was like, you know, you check your phone and have a look at what's happening. And of course, Twitter over in the UK was already blowing up um, with, with the news. So a bit of a shock, obviously. Sam's had a pretty good run in her career. I think obviously we had the calf injury last year during the World Cup. Um, but now having this ACL, it's a lot more serious than, than the calf strain, of course. And, and the turnaround time is easily eight, nine months at best. Um, and typical 10 to 12 months with the turnaround. So always devastating when you see any athlete going down with that type of an injury, but particularly for Sam, uh, the player that she's become for Australian football, for the Matildas, for the public, but of course in an, in an Olympic year, um, not good. We, did, we have to put a line through the Olympics, can't we? I mean, we've seen some amazing comebacks in sport and, and people push themselves to the limits to get back for, for major tournaments and so on, but Seven months is just, it's its too short a time frame, isn't it, to turn it around and be ready for an Olympics? Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I think the Matildas, if we look at the, the narrative around uh, what's come out of the Matildas media, particularly with Tony Gustafsson and the team there, 
they haven't ruled out mm. the Olympics publicly. Um, they're talking about the qualifiers and, of course, the rest of the season for the WSL. But I, I'd agree with you. It's very, very short, a seven-month turnaround. I don't think I've seen many athletes do it any quicker. One that comes to mind most recently is Sia Khaleesi, uh, Springbok captain. He was back in five to six months or something absolutely crazy and then led a team to a World Cup victory just last year. So that was insane. Um, but anything... I've never seen it done before him um, and I don't expect it to be done in this scenario either. I think there's an element of responsibility that they'll need to look at with Sam as well, the age that she's at and also what's left of her career um, and and bringing her back too soon could really jeopardise um, her recovery. On a, putting a positive spin's not the right frame, but we saw what the Matildas could do without Sam Kerr for the majority of of a major tournament not long ago. What would that all mean for, for Tony Gustafsson and the girls as they sort of just process this information and, let, and look forward? First of all, we've got to make the Olympics first and we've got to get through the, yeah. the qualifiers against Uzbekistan next month. But uh, would that give him a, a little level of confidence that uh, he's played a major tournament basically without Sam Kerr in the last 12 months? Yeah, definitely. I, um, for many, many years, have sort of spoken about the idea that Gustafsson, when he's when he has come uh, in as coach for the Matildas, his football was very direct and it was very, very direct in terms of the game plan to to get the ball on those diagonals to Sam Kerr. Um, the question about that tactic was always, what if she was injured? And of course, that came to fruition at, uh, during the World Cup or just prior to the World Cup commencing. And so they had to adjust very quickly. Um, I think the Matilda should have absolute confidence in, in playing without Sammy. I think her leadership is, is a very, very big one uh, for the team. You can see the impact that she has on the field and off the field as well. But she will still be a part of that, no doubt, as as um, a part of the leadership team and captain of the team as well, even if she's not on the pitch. I think the big one is um, the, the rise of players like Caitlin Ford. I think she's really come into her own in the last 12 months, in particular for club and country. Uh, Mary Fowler is starting to, to get onto her rise. And, and Hayley Rasso, I thought, was exceptional uh, throughout the World Cup. Her performance was really impactful. So I think there's... There are glimmers of hope and positivity definitely for the Matildas and, as you said, having a successful World Cup campaign as well. Um, without Sam Kerr, for the majority, they should take a lot of confidence in their, their own abilities. Do you expect many changes to the Matildas squad, first of all, for the, for the upcoming matches against Uzbekistan and then, fingers crossed, we get through and play for the Olympics? Or do you think the squad's going to be pretty similar to what we saw at the World Cup last year? The, yeah, look, I think it's going to be similar. I think it's going to be a much tighter squad. The Olympics, uh, I believe you can only take 18 players versus the 23 that you take to a World Cup. So if we look at the World Cup roster, uh, you're already cutting five players uh, from the get-go to go to an Olympic Games. Sam Kerr, we expect now, will be one of those five players. So another four players off the World Cup roster um, to shrink it uh, for for the Olympic Games. I think it'll be very, very similar to what we've seen unless we have further injuries, which we hope, of course, we do not. Um, and then I expect following this uh, major tournament to see a few retirees as well. So that's where we'll see our change post-Olympics. But I think going into it now, seven months out, I think Tony uh, will keep it much the same. Speaking to Alicia Carnarvis, terrible news this morning, of course. Sam Kerr, almost certain to be out of the Olympics after suffering an ACL, not in a game as well, in a training camp with Chelsea uh, in Morocco. This story, you know, this 
It's a big issue, uh, ACLs in women's sport. It's been a big issue in AFLW. It's a big issue uh, in women's football as well. Currently 13 players in the WSL are, are, are on the comeback trail or going through rehabilitation for, for ACL injuries. It's just something there's a lot of study going into. But right now, Alicia, we just we haven't really got the answer why this you know women are so more susceptible to ACL than men. Yeah, and I think the stats read something like six times yeah, more right. uh, more susceptible to to the ACL injury. And I've seen quite a few, you know, fellow players at, at high level uh, go through their ACL injury and, of course, uh, rehabilitation. It's it's a horrific injury in terms of of the impact it has on a player and and how that changes uh, their game as well. Um, it's gotten a lot better, I'd say, over the last 10, 15 years, definitely. But, uh, and that all comes down to research, but we've still got a lot of question marks. Is it shoe design? Is it workload intensity, particularly with the rise of women's football? Um, is it then the lack of recovery because of the workload as well? Are we looking at quality of pitches? There's a lot more, of course, that needs to go into it. Um, I know the University of Canberra have sort of, um, have a real focus point of research in women's sport, particularly around, uh, ACLs at the moment and a lot of different impacts um, or things impacting women in sport as well, which I think is positive. But worldwide, this is not exclusive, of course, to, to Australia. We've seen Beth Mead last year for England, yep. uh, Leah Wilkinson as well. Lots of lots of issues with ACLs in and around women's sport, but particularly women's football. And it'll take a little bit of time to figure out what exactly are, are the key points or the triggers. But at least we are now on the right track. And if there's any sort of silver lining right now with Sam Kerr's injury, she's such a high-profile player um, collectively here and around the world. As an athlete, with her now sustaining this injury, hopefully this is a real driver for a bit more research, a bit more funding into that research as well, um, and a bit more uh, in terms of knowledge and results to better it for, for the future. She's now 30. She's played a lot of football. Uh, she started, you know, young and she's played a lot of football for Australia and a lot of football for Chelsea and a lot of football uh, in the A-League women's as well. Is there going to be that, can you see that narrative around of, have we seen the best of Sam Kerr and ACL at 30 is going to be tough to come back from? Or do you think, you know, that, that that's not such an issue for a player like Sam? Yeah, it, look, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? I think once any athlete sort of, starts to creep into their 30s. Uh, their, their days are naturally numbered. Um, Sam, as we know, started as a very, very young player. Um, I think when I played with Sam over at Perth Glory, she was all, all but 16, you know, very, very young and, and rose very quickly through the ranks. So she's played at this level for a very, very long time. She's gone through the times where it was a little bit more unprofessional, we could say, versus what she's experiencing now as an athlete, where she's absolutely at the pinnacle and the peak, I believe, of her career, um, both in performance and, and from a financial and professional aspect as well. Um, have we seen the last of her? Definitely not. She's a fighter. She will not go out this easily, that's for sure. Um, but is this perhaps, we're now looking at, is it her last major tournament? Was the Olympics going to be her last major tournament? Mm. When we look at majors being another three and four years away after that, she's going to be 33, 34, 35. Um, maybe 
Um, I, I think she's still got another World Cup in her. In what capacity, I'm not sure. Um, whether or not she now has another Olympics in her, again, at what capacity, I'm not sure. But um, it, it's changing of the guard, I think, for the Matildas in general. We are, we will see the likes of Claire Polkinghorne, I'd, I'd imagine, retire after the Olympics. Uh, Lydia Williams might be another one as well. They've been stalwarts of the team for many, many years and it's similar age groups and um, a, a big changing of the guard, I expect, for the Matildas in the next year or two as well. Knowing Sam like you do, Alicia, will there be a bit of why me? I mean, you know, the World Cup on home soles as big as it gets. That calf injury basically wiped her out of that tournament. Now the Olympics, she's been wiped out of as well. Or is that not the way sort of Sam thinks? Yeah, look, I think um, most athletes would have that moment. You wouldn't be human, I think, if you didn't have that moment of, of why. Um, I had a really good conversation with the Matildas um, assistant coach, Mel Andrietta. We, we've been friends for many, many years, but um, in and around the, the calf injury uh, post-World Cup and um, just moving into to 2024 and over coffee, she just said the heart that the kid has is just phenomenal. Like she just had so much heart and positivity, even though she was down and out during the World Cup, her positivity for the team, her leadership, her guidance, she said, I've never seen anything like it. So I think Sam will, will pick herself up and naturally her teammates as well who will return serve for her um, in the injury space and, and, and lift her up and kind of get her back on her feet in a, in a positive way, so to speak, as well. So that was a really good insight into the attitude, I think, of Sam Kerr and it's... Um, it's nice to hear, to be honest, for, from an athlete of, of her stature. Well, in the next few days, I'm sure everyone, yourself and everyone associated uh, with football in Australia is going to be asked the question, can Australia win an Olympic gold without Sam Kerr? What, what's your answer to that question? Look, it was looking pretty good, wasn't it, when we saw a few of the teams sort of um, bombing out in the qualifying stage, namely Great Britain yeah. and, of course, uh, Sweden. They were big, big scalps that we wouldn't have to contest with at the Olympics. I still believe the Matildas, with or without Sam Kerr, and based on the performance of the World Cup, are in top four contention here. I think they are a real chance of a, of a medal. Um, whether that's gold, anything can happen on the day in sport, as we know. But I, I still think they've got a chance of absolutely snatching a medal. Do I think it's a goal of the team? Do I know it's a goal of the team to be on that podium um, at this Olympics? Of course. Um, I think they are well above um, where we've been in the past with, with all of our Olympic teams and, of course, World Cup teams as well. There's been a lot of investment in this particular generation as well, and I think it's um, something they'll be looking for for themselves, but also for the return on that investment that's gone into these players and into this generation. So can they do it without Sammy? Um, I, I still think they've got a podium chance at this Olympics. Just... On where, where does it sit the Olympics for a footballer? Given the World Cup is so big, it's the biggest sporting event in the world, the World Cup. It's yeah. bigger than the Olympics. So where, where does the Olympics sit for a footballer? Yeah, that's always an interesting question. Um, if I think about it during my career, as an athlete, the Olympics, I still believe, is is the pinnacle of, of being an athlete, of, of being a sports person. Um, I feel fortunate. In my time that I was involved in Adrian Sandtrack's Olympic squad, I was selected for the squad. I didn't compete at Athens due to injury. I wasn't available for selection. But I think looking back, it's something, if you miss it, you still feel like it's the one thing you didn't tick off, perhaps, as an athlete. Um, and so the Olympics still has that pull. It's got that history. It, it's so rich and it's so broad in terms of every nation on the planet. Really, is 
is competing. It's special. Um, the World Cup, of course, for our sport, however, is is the pinnacle and arguably the, the biggest sporting event on the planet for men and for women. So um, as, as a footballer, I still think the Olympics has got a very, very special place. Um, it removes who you are in terms of what sport you play and makes you mm. an Olympian. That's a completely different stratosphere. It, it's definitely special. And I think any athlete that plays or pre- presents and performs at an Olympic Games, it's just something you can never take away from them. So I think it's particularly important, the Olympic Games. Has it changed? I think in the last probably five to ten years, of course, I think the Olympic Games that we see and we feel from, say, the year 2000 here in Sydney to today is, is slightly different and that comes with social media and so on and so forth. I think we see a lot more into the village and into the player and, and athlete experience than we ever have and so it makes it a bit more livable for fans but definitely I think the Olympic Games is is a special, special event and will always be. Absolutely. Oh, well, like the rest of us, Alicia, I'm sure you'll dust yourself off. We'll uh, get back on our feet and we can't wait for the uh, sold-out match against Uzbekistan at Marble Stadium as we try and qualify for the Olympics. Uh, first, as always, uh, thanks so much for your time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the week. Alicia Carnavas, thanks to MEGT, the proud number one ticket holders supporting female tradies and their employers. Visit megt.com.au.